Yes, hello and welcome. It's great to be back for another week of the Batuta Advocate and Stan Sport Podcast. There were some cracking games over the weekend. Errol, pretty much every single game in Super Rugby AU and Aotearoa coming down to the final play of the game. Exciting footy. And we should probably start off with one of the more notable games that had big implications on the finals for Super Rugby AU. And that was the Force and the Waratahs on Saturday night over in the Golden West. This for the win. The Argentinian right in front to keep the Force's finals hopes alive. How does the finish look? It looks superb for the Force. Yes, Wendell, look, it was a game that I think... um would get people into rugby union, especially over there in the West. But uh, look, if you're a uh, a Waratahs fan, look, it just doesn't get any worse than this, does it? I mean, it was a great game. You, you know, it was very tit for tat. It was it was exciting. There was a good standard of rugby, but they're just a woeful football team, aren't they? I mean, I mean, like it's worse than Greg Norman at the Masters. I mean, that it's is. Like it's- that's one of the greatest chokes of all time. That is up there with the shark, isn't it? Mate, look, as much as you say it, you know, you, you can't really blame the players. You just look at them on paper and you just look at them and you, and you compare them to an, another team and you're just like, they're just, they're just not as good. And we don't like digging the boot into people up here in Batuta. No, but we don't like to dig the boot into players, but, you no, know. No, but fuck if me, you're that was one s- of the <laughs> worst, worst losses I have seen in terms of context, everything at play. In terms of sheer heartbreak, <laughs> Wendell. Just Unbelievable. You see the look on their little faces. I mean, they were gutted. They were broken up. They, and they look, probably they deserved to win. They brought they, on themselves. They probably deserved to win. They were due for a win. Yeah. They, they, they were due. They probably needed a win. I think like Australian rugby kind of is getting to the point where maybe maybe we like, can all acknowledge that they probably should win a game soon. The Waratahs deserve it, but fucking hell, I mean, like mate, they yeah. they'd be in the hunt for finals. If they'd won that game, they would have been in the hunt for finals. And then the, I don't see how that's possible. I mean, they, because they have three points and the Reds have fucking 32. Yeah, Reds and Brumbies are locks, but right. for the right to play the Brumbies in the semi-final, if they oh, won yeah. and then they'd beaten the Rebels the next week, they actually would have been a chance. So they just yep. needed to secure that, that line out. Someone, anyone, kick the ball out. No, drop it. Just, just knock it on. Do whatever. And then it fucking no. gets overthrown and the Western Force goes 60 metres and get the arm out from Amy Parrott. And, how um, how many phases was it? Twenty three phases. That's one thing I think that's quite heartening. Like when was the last baby time numbers in New Zealand? Right baby here? numbers in New Zealand. But when was the last time an Aussie team put twenty three phases together and to win the game? Just watching this game, I was a part of me was like, look, 
the Waratahs are due for a win. This mm. is going to be a famous win. You know, they're going to go down to the fucking pub in Perth. Yep. Go down to somewhere nice. $15 like $15 pints. Go down to the pub in Cottesloe. Look out at the beach and be like, oh, we did this one for Rob Penny, boys. Here's to Rob. And they cheers and they say huzzah and they have their fucking pint. But it's just terrible. Heartbreaking. Just... You could just see it. It was like a slow motion car crash, mm. but this is like this is car crashes, and this was like what like what happened to fucking Ed and Senna, like <laughs> like it's just you know he's just driving down the road and a, and a bolt just comes out of the blue and hits him in the helmet. And he's fucking dead. Yeah, this is what happened to the Waratahs. They're just driving down. They're on the home straight, mm. driving it down, and the bolts just come off the road and hit him in the head. Yep, they just can't get that line out throw right. And their force is inching up, inching up, inching up, but inching up. The you, pressure. you just knew that they were going to do it. And you, you look at the force team, if there were any boys left in that team, they are now men. Mm. You know, this just pressure has just crushed these boys. The pressure's been applied to the point where they can call themselves bonafide rugby players. Mm. Yeah, their force did wear them down. And they celebrated afterwards, big celebrations, obviously, for the force. But I've noticed something... And I think it's very strange. The Western Force don't have a team song. Anyone else think that's quite weird? I don't know. Do the Waratahs have a song? Well, they have a song. Everyone has a song. Has some, you know, we're here yeah. the fucking end and we're going to further up. And the boys win the home zone. Tarman. 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 And then everyone throws their beers up in the air. And even if you're new to the team, you know, you just fucking, you just hum along and everyone goes good. No one's expecting you to know the words like, no. Perfectly, but doing covers yeah. is particularly weird. I think they've done a cover of Adele as well, Someone Like You, yeah. which is quite odd. I don't know. It's confusing. I reckon all the money that Twiggy's pumping into that as he's right off, he's fucking get someone to write him a song. Mate, Twiggy spends money where money needs to be spent. You don't get rich by wasting your money on stupid shit like a team song. Mm. I just, it's not necessary. I mean, every time the GWS song, you know, it's only a couple of years old, you just, I don't know, it just doesn't sit well with me, you know, where you, you try and create traditions like that. I think either, well, just, either you got one or you, or, or you don't. But we'll just it, lean into the that, fucking though. hatred of the rest of Australia. Have something about like, fuck the rest of Australia, we hate them, but no, 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 we're going to beat them. Like, just some shit like that. I don't know. Well, maybe for next week we can come up with a Western Force song and we can <laughs> and we can belt it out. We can get Big Fergus to lead the charge for us. Um, and then on Sunday afternoon, yep. had, an, uh, had some more good footy played on Sunday afternoon. Always love a Sunday afternoon game. Powell over it, Miller. Miller gets a shot on, but it's worked out the back and then it's lost forward. And that will be that. The Brumbies hold on away from home. I don't know about you, Errol. I was a bit dusty after the um, after the bus trip on the weekend. Yep. Had some breakfast KFC. A couple of hours later, followed it up with a pad tie for the start of the Rebels and Brumbies game, which was, was a good game. I mean, Rebels showed a little bit more flair, a bit more attacking now, a bit more kind of yeah. innovation, I thought. They played some better footy than they have in the last couple of weeks. They're growing Brumbies, up. Yeah, they're growing up. And they've realised that, like, 
there's only a limited amount of games in a season and rugby's in a bad place. And so playing some good footy that people actually yeah. want to watch is kind of important, particularly when you've got people out there on a Sunday afternoon and you've got people tuning in thinking, oh, this will be a good finish to my weekend. So they played some nice footy, some offloads, heaps of phases. It was quite nice. Tell you what, though, it's nice to see Matt Tamua just constantly in the mix. I mm. mean, that number 10 jersey for the Wallabies, you know, that that's still anyone's jersey. Mm. I mean, and I think Matt's making a real good claim yeah. for it. I think, I reckon they'll go Jock 10 and Tamua 12 and have them share the load. Because both of those guys are big physical playmakers and then yeah. they can share the load and help each other out. And then you just get big Hunter Basami just crashing yeah, up, yeah. crashing up. Corabidi popping up around there. I think that's what I'd like to see. I'd That'd like to sick. see. Because Tamua's a good ball carrier as well. He's nice and strong. But, yeah, he um, is. He's a big, big, strong Queenslander. Mm, big Queensland boy. Big Queenslander. The Brumbies are really looking for the finish line because they've got the buy next weekend. Yep. So they're guaranteed to play in that semi final. It felt like the last 10, 15 minutes of the game, they're like, let's wrap this shit up. Let's get down to Richmond. Let's have a few beers. Maybe go for a swim tomorrow morning and then get back to the cold, cold country of the capital. I like that. You yeah, know, I, yeah, I think that's great. I, I think that there's a really good culture at the Brumbies. Mm. It's fantastic. But um, look, well, you have to want to be committing to a football team if you're living down in Canberra, don't you? Why else would you go down there? I don't know. Where you get elected to parliament or something? I don't know. Yeah, well, exactly. Or you, you get paid well to do your job. You can't afford to live in Sydney or fucking mm. Melbourne or anywhere else. So you move to our nation's capital, which you know. For the most part, is is one of God's great shitholes. <laughs> I mean, it's there are some parts of Canberra that just send a chill down my spine. Mm, the old bush capital. But you know, there are nice parts. Like I like going out to Belco. That's mm. a bit colourful. Yeah. Tell you what, in my multi f- for this entire round, you know, the only one I picked was um was the Brumbies. They yeah. all went down. I mean, and the Brumbies I even lost. I picked the Waratahs because I thought they were due, but mm. you know, obviously they had different ideas about when they're due for a victory. I reckon um, maybe just send some really angry Instagram messages to the Waratahs players, letting them know that they ruined your multi, yep. and um, they'll hopefully turn things around next week. That's what I find. Like telling players that, like, if I see them, I'm gonna like physically assault them because they fucked up my bet. Another lighthearted thing to finish this segment on. Yep. Sean Maloney just losing it in commentary when yeah. Kemeny just got the ball kicked into his head so hard. One of those ones that just hits you in the nose. Just tears, like tears just start streaming because it was so, so hard. Matty Tamua trying to clear the ball, just boots it straight into his head and Sean Maloney just like, just giggling uncontrollably in the booth. Because it's one of those just, one of those simple things, isn't it? They're that like, would hurt so, so much. Oh, so much. And it always oh. makes you laugh. Like if you show me, a yeah. man or a woman who can sit through a Falcon video and not laugh. I don't. I don't think that it's possible to just not enjoy a good, honest Falcon. Right. Well, mate, just quickly on this on on Falcons. Where I was at a Boxing Day test about fifteen years ago, and Adam Gilchrist has pulled the skin off this fucking ball, and it's coming, you know, in my direction. And I was about four rows back, and this ball, everyone's gone up to try and catch it except for this one bloke who was on the phone and he turned because he, he could hear all of these people kind of yelling so he turned plugged his other ear and held his phone up and he was just going yeah, yeah and the balls missed everyone's hands he wasn't watching this balls hit him on the side of the head on the full 
he's just off like a light. Fuck. My first reaction was just to laugh for about three seconds, and then I realized that he, oh, shit. he was unconscious and probably had a skull <laughs> fracture, and then I stopped laughing. What, but, was he, you know, he been all right, or was he, oh, he carried he, out? He came too, mate. He had an egg on the side of his head oh. that was so big, so quickly that he couldn't put his hat on that that would that he would had seriously, to carry his hat that yeah that could do some serious damage like that's just like getting punched in the side of the head by paul gallon yeah man you know but I mean? like but like he was like, like he walked out with like a couple mm. of um paramedics and an ice mm. pack but yeah no a falcon is never not funny no. this falcon just led to uh young bailey just storming over the try line and dotting down which is unfortunate for the rebels but and there were some more close games over there in Kiwiland this weekend the highlanders got it done they upset the blues blues trying to get hands on the ball it was Ioane, but the highlanders still have it and slicing through that'll do it that's the ball game michael cullen scores tell you what talk about a ball match hunt the blues that you've been you've yep. been saying you've been saying all season, haven't you, Errol? Just not impressed by the blues at all, really. I mean, Caleb Clark had a shocker; he wasn't really in the mix that much, you know. And if he isn't playing well, you, you know, the blues can't win. You know what I reckon it might be? What? He's cut his hair. He has cut his hair. It's a theory of mine that hair is linked to performance. He had that big, big mop of hair, and he was rampaging the last couple of years. He's cut it. He's got the nice little ratty. I like the ratty, but it's pretty clean cut, pretty clean shaven, and maybe a little bit of his form's gone since he's done that. I don't know. Apparently, the Blues, Perifetta, the fullback, had been talking a little bit of shit about the Highlanders, like yeah. writing them off, being like, oh, yeah, we're going to get back to our systems and we're going to win this because they'd lost two in a row. They've now lost three in a row. They're potentially not going to play in the final when everyone just thought like they were shooing because they played the Highlanders a month ago and they They pumped. did, yeah. Like, they completely destroyed them. And then this time around, the Highlanders turned up and just, just ripped well, in. Well, made the Highlanders turn up. And it was good, too, to have Aaron Smuth on the field f- for 76 minutes. You know, he really... Having an old head, as I said last week, is, is just invaluable. Mm. Like, having a World Cup winning half halfback there, you know, mm. he, knows, he, he knows how to get the job done. Yeah, he certainly does. Aaron Smith, man, he has the highest pitch voice. Aaron Smith. It's so high. Aaron? Like, if you just tr- well, tune into him organizing he, around the ruck. He's a small he man. Is, he has the smallest man. He has the jockiest of voices. Like, he screeches. He full-on screeches around the ruck and goes berserk. I'll tell you what, buddy. Uh, Kazuki had a bloody blind. Oh, big fan of big Kazuki. He's huge. He is quite large. He loves the tough stuff, and he loves he a does. bit of an offload as well. He's I like there. what he's about. I tell you who else really liked that performance. Uh, Tony Brown, the coach of the Highlanders, who always wears the um, the Shane Warne train oh, driver's no, hat. It's, it's it's called a flat cap. Uh, right. When I think flat cap, I think like yeah, you know, yeah. Like, you think yeah. the Culture Kings yeah, Lakers exactly, baby. Yeah. yeah, no, he always wears that Shane Warne flat cap, which I'm not quite sure about. I know there's like a big Scottish influence. He came out and said this after the win. Whatever happens around the playoff, around the Aotearoa comp, will happen. But going forward into the Australian leg, I think we can win all of those games. If our guys believe they're good enough to do it, we'll beat every team in that competition. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Like, they yeah. lost to the Hurricanes. They got pumped by the Blues. Like, My- yeah, okay, the Waratahs could just, like, turn well, up in a few weeks' time and just play incredible footy and win every game. But they're not going to. No, they're not going to. Maybe the Reds give them a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a shake, you know. The Brumbies on a good day can beat any team in the world. I'll tell you what, if, if the Waratahs win... Uh, their first game in New Zealand, I'll buy a Waratahs bucket hat and I will wear it around all week. What about a Waratahs Hawaiian no. shirt? Uh, this, it's okay, it's if $70. They, if they beat the Crusaders. $70. I'm not buying a Hawaiian shirt for $70 that was probably made by some poor fucking person in Western China who's underage getting paid fuck all. And belongs to a certain ethnic minority. Now, surely, surely if they beat the Crusaders, you can justify... The Hawaiian shirt. If they beat anyone okay. else, the bucket hat. But okay. if they win that, the Hawaiian if they shirt. Beat, if they beat the Crusaders in New Zealand, I will buy a New South Wales Waratahs Hawaiian shirt. And I will I wear it, it every day to work. Every single day for that week, I will wear that shirt. Oh, that would be very, very glorious. And it's looking likely because, as we saw on Saturday evening, the Crusaders, they're slipping. Mate, they keep on slipping. I, Every week we come on here, we talk about their slipping, and they've slipped again. I will blow up Deluxe if they beat the Crusaders. I will be ropeable. <laughs> well, you'd be wearing a Hawaiian shirt for a whole week. Yeah. They um they just thought they were going to beat the Chiefs, I reckon. Like, they were up yeah. there with, like, five minutes to go. And Richie Moanga goes to kick the penalty that they'd earned, like, just inside yeah. their halfway line. And he just kicks it, like, ten metres. Like, just doesn't yep. even really try. Like, he just kicks it 10 metres. Like, they're, oh, they're going to win the ball off the line out. They're going to maybe roll up and they'll probably just score. Mate, put it into the corner. Mm-hmm. Finish the game off. Get the rolling more happening. Finish the game off. Do what Crusaders normally do and ice it. But instead, they were just like, oh, no, we're going to beat them. It felt, it felt very, very arrogant and it felt very un-Crusaders-like. Harris throws. Beautifully taken by Peter Gasser-Kula. The siren is gone. And another penalty to the Chiefs. And they're going to win this game. Little Curly, little blonde Curly kicking the Chiefs to win. And they're now, they are the form team in Super Rugby, Aotearoa. And they are. They're I not favourites, but they're not far off, I don't reckon. I mean, and look, and see, this was a team that learnt the lesson. You don't sack your coach halfway through a season. You stick mm. with him. And they're probably not going to bring back... Gatlin now potentially. He probably doesn't want no. to come back, you know, because it's been it's all like, downhill if he comes back. But Damien McKenzie though, Jesus wept. I mean, what a what an absolute out and out rugby player. I love him, eh? I love him. I love the curls. I love the smile. He's just he's he's, he's lovable. He, he's good mm. at sport. He's very good. He'd be a guy who'd just be good at any. He's like Jordy Barry. He'd just be good at any sport. I like that the Chiefs all look functionally fit. As, I think he as would well? be better company than the Barrett boys. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I think no, he's, that's fair. He's, he'd be a bit more down to earth. I mean, the Barrett boys have been the best rugby players in New Zealand mm. for a long time. And the Barrett boys, they'd just be pretty straight edge, I reckon. They'd just be they like, would. righto, let's go and play golf. Not heaps of chat. And then you have a couple of quiet beers after. You talk about whatever. Whereas DMAC, I reckon they'd be like, you know, a little bit of stirring up, yeah. a little bit of shit chat. Little the, bit the Barrett of- boys would go to bed at 10 o'clock on a bucks. 
Yeah, yeah, because, you know, like they've got a game in a week's time. They just want yeah. to start getting mentally ready. Whereas D-Mac, he'd just keep going. He wouldn't. He could have a game the next day, you know what I mean? And he'd be like, oh, fuck it. I'll stay for another one. What's another one going to do? You know, I'll get up. I've got to get exactly. up. Exactly. I think, no, I think that, that Damien would be watching the sun come up, mm. talking shit with his mates. And he'd still have that smile going the whole time. He wouldn't. Even in, even in the deepest hole, he could still slot a goal. Oh, yeah. And imagine imagine sitting there with him deep, deep in the throes and just looking yeah. at him. I just gaze. I reckon I just stop. I just start looking at his smile. Yeah, and then... Just stare at it. And then he just turns around and goes, Oh, I think we should go to bed. Yeah, and then you oh, just... I'm a bit tired. I just keep staring and then I just nod like yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 seconds after he says that and then just go off to it's bed like, and, just, and just lie there and think, Fuck, that was the best night of my life. Hanging out with D-Mac. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> but look, I think... Uh, I think back to what we were saying. I, th- I think the Crusaders deserve that. It's great. Yeah, I think so too. And I think they deserve the losses that are coming to the Brummies and the Reds and probably not Rebels or whatever. But they deserve that. And the um, they deserve not to be the best team in the Southern Hemisphere. It's it is complacency, and it's fair enough. Just they've, they've been so dominant for the last few years. They've they won have. the last three comps. They've been incredible. You can't stay on top forever. No. And I think their time is um, is coming to an end. Well, Kiwi rugby, as we all know, is on the decline. It's it's starting to recede, and there is mm. going to be a new top dog. There emerge will be in world rugby. a new era, and we have said it on previous weeks, and that's because nothing is changing. It keeps getting worse and worse, and it keeps becoming more and more evident that that is in fact the case. You know, and I say it with more conviction every single week. And part of the reason rugby is doing so well here is club. Rugby that's yes. going well, which is, of course, on Stan Sport, all of the games. A couple of close ones there. East went down to Manly, didn't they? Yeah, it did. 24-22. I think it was a kick in nearly the last minute, um, which is a good bounce back for Manly, considering they went down by about 70 points the week before. Fuck. How do you turn that around? I know there's like the bounce back factor, but like getting flogged by 70 points yeah. is a fair bit. Any other notable results there? The other close game was Eastwood getting over Southern Districts, 28-25. Nice. And then a few blowouts again. Warringah mm. got up against Randwick. That wasn't oh, a huge. bigger margin, but yeah, good win for them. Eastwood coach Ben Batch will be happy about that one. Yeah. Gordon put 50 on Parramatta. Poor, oh, Western Sydney, they're now called the Two Blues. The Two Blues, two yeah. Blues. And Sydney Uni, 57. West Harbour, 15. Yeah, okay. Another week for Uni. A couple of tries, yeah. Another week for Uni. A couple of tries there for West Harbour. How about our um, not very politically correct friends from the Hunter region? Oh, the Hunter, they uh, went yes. down. They only got three points on the board and they Eek. lost to Northern Suburbs 23-3. Oh, look, that's that's only a 20-point loss. That's reasonably mm. close. I imagine they kicked the three like first kind of 10 minutes of the game you know what i mean yeah. like, we're in this boys we're in the fight and then <laughs> well it's either that or in the last minute yeah like, fuck, yeah we yeah. gotta get some we can't get goose egged here yeah. we just gotta go bang and knock it what, over though, this just the score lines in the shoot shield and the hospital cup have been pretty pretty weird mm. i mean there's a lot of heavy losses i just think that there's probably there are some teams in that competition that are naturally better than others. Yeah. And there but, are some teams that uh, but like where, have lots more money than others. Yeah. But where is the top and where is the bottom? Like, are there teams in the shoot shield that just shouldn't be there? I mean, potentially, but I think that in terms of, like, growing the game geographically, you need them in there. You know you what do. I mean? Like, they don't have the coffers of the uh, the rich boys from the east and north, but 
they're important if we want to grow the game. Hospital Cup, was there anything uh, of note there? Yeah, those games were a little bit closer than the Shoot Shield. Nice. GPS Old Boys got up against the Eagles, 22-14. That's, that's fucking crook that they have a team. That's That's like... Not only does going to one of those schools put you at such a huge advantage, it's just when you're done, this continued association with them. A lot of conversations about um, it is merit at places like that, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Any other, um, anything um, else there? Yeah, well, Bond University got up over the Tigers 36-14. Mm-hmm. Which is a bit of a surprise, bit of I think upset that's, there. So that's two losses now for Tigers, eh? They're Tiger the defending Land. premiers. Mm-hmm. They're weeping in Tigerland. You're looking so good in Tigerland. (laughs) And Wests, the Bulldogs got up 28-13 against the Brothers. Up the Dogs. And the Magpies went down to UQ 35-28. There you go. Not bad. Some really competitions there. Tell you what. Those games will all be on Stan Sport again. So just take your pick. I'm going to be tuning in to the Hospital Cup this weekend. Yeah, there's a heap of games there. Get around them. It's good to see that club feel. I might even head down there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Why not, mate? Yeah, a few people playing in there that have graduated from the Mutts. Mm, few, yep. few Mutts alumni yeah. down there that um, have gone on to bigger and better things. Unfortunately, obviously for the club, but they good to see them doing well. Always love to see them doing well. You know, they have that close connection to the club. And um, we we didn't do so well again on the weekend. Oh, and no. two. Now we're sitting in ones, which is um, frustrating. We actually got swept. We got swept by Tambar, which is pretty fucking frustrating. Not but, me. Um, Not my girls' team, mate. We <laughs> we're on top of the table. So speak for yourself, mate. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's fair enough. That was another good win as well. I everything think, is fine mm. in 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 Lady Town. No, honestly, I think you guys you deserve the three pm slot. I think we need to start like. You, you guys need the 3 p.m. Slot. The way we're performing, you need the 3 p.m. Your slot. third grade team keeps playing the way that they do. I think we'll just start playing third grade and you can come down and play in, in the ladies' comp. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, it's a fair indication of where we're at form-wise. So, like My girls are humming. They, yeah. they are a brilliant team. Yeah. I mean, there are some real standout players. And they know who they are and they are... And they're on, mate. Mm. They're, mate. They, yeah, they are the Mata Barrettes and they're fucking, they're leading the way for the town and hats go off to them. It's incredible. It's incredible stuff. We play, uh, I think we play Bullia this weekend. Things need to we do. Things need do to turn around. Bullia. I'd say there'll be um, some pretty hectic fitness on Tuesday night. I reckon we might be in for a bit of a flogging. But uh, some other quick things out of the last week in the rugby world. Moana Pacifica and Fijian Drua are apparently looking more and more likely now, nearly locked on. Pacifica is obviously going to be based in New Zealand and in the Pacific. They'll have a couple of bases there, which is good. And then we'll get the Fijian expat base down here in Australia, probably going to be in Sydney, they reckon. But that'll be sick. If we can get the Fijian Drua playing in Super Rugby AU, it'll spice things up a lot, I reckon. It'll make it a lot more interesting. It'll also double the games, so there won't be buys. There'll be three games on for AU and Aotearoa every single week, which I think everyone can agree is a good thing. And they'll just bring some good flair, some good footy. You know what I mean? Like, Fiji and Drua aren't going to come into Super Rugby AU and go point to the sticks. You know what I mean? They're not going to be playing for uh, three points. They will be playing to score tries. They'll be offloading the fuck out of the ball. They'll be running. They'll be hitting hard. They'll be doing all sorts of good stuff that will genuinely make people go, I want to watch these guys. I want to tune in every single week. And the same thing will happen with Pacifica as well. So I think that's pretty exciting. I'll tell you what, though. I am excited, though. Probably not good for the game of rugby union, but TJ Perinara. Thoughts? What do you reckon? I like it. I think, you know, the the experiment that was 
Sonny Bill Williams turned out to be such a brilliant mm. success, and like he he's an absolute force of nature. I don't think I don't think that TJ Perinara is, is quite up to Sonny Bill's, you, you know, his mm, his caliber, his ilk, his caliber. But mate, the the Roosters need mm. need cattle, and there is probably no finer cattle in terms of footballer than. The All Blacks, really. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean. And he, he plays a great style of footy as well, TJ. He's exciting. He's lively. He's up and about. He's physical. He's always looking for stuff. They're looking to get him in ASAP, hey? I think so. I think Uncle Nick's pulled out his wallet and just kind of said, you know, <laughs> whatever said, he wants. Whatever you want, <laughs> yeah. TJ. TJ, you come I'll down to Bondi. What, We're going to walk you through some apartments. We'll find out. You, you want know, a nice we'll find Range a way Rover? This. I mean, yeah. yeah, you want a Range Rover? Whatever you gotcha. want, TJ. I'll take you to all my dealerships. You can choose one, you know. <laughs> you want, you want saw... Sonny Bill's car, the one I just gave him? I can give you his car. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but like, you can take it off just, my hands. Like, I don't understand how it, it's always the roosters mm. who do this. Like, I mean, like, what? I think they were going to pay him, what, like $130,000 <laughs> to come and play what ten games? So what? He's getting ten grand a game. They're gonna play a World Cup winning halfback for the All Blacks, who's probably earning a lot more than that in Japan right now, and could go and earn a lot more than that in the UK or France. Yep. They're gonna pay him one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Oh, obviously and, and not. They they're fucking expect like, us to believe that. Come no, on. Well, like that's what they're gonna pay him. But there's perks. Yeah. Looking ahead to the week ahead, now we've got some crucial, crucial games coming up because it's the pointy end of the season. Twiggy's boys for hire play the Reds, so they need to win that one probably because the Waratahs yeah. play the Rebels, and you'd assume they need to win it. that the Rebels will beat the Waratahs down at Wank Best Stadium. Oh hell yeah! Um, so actually, what? Well, so they're playing in Parramatta this week. Fair, yeah, it's a furthest west they'll have been for a little while. A lot of those Waratahs boys. Um, I, yeah, it depends if the Force beat the Reds. Then the Force go in if they lose and the Rebels beat the Tars. It's, there's a few permutations there, but it looks maybe likely that the Rebels will get that third spot. And then over in New Zealand, the Chiefs play the Hurricanes. They should beat them. The Hurricanes have had a stinker of a season. So if they beat them, then I think they're a really good chance to go into the finals because they play the Blues the next week. Because the Crusaders this week play the Blues, which you would imagine... Uh, the Crusaders will roll those Blues, as you've been saying. The Blues, yeah. they're just not up to it. Oh, look, mate, I think, you know, they'll come back. They're a mm. professional outfit. I, mm. I, I think they coach too is just going to harangue them, mm. like like a proper in public yeah. haranguing, yeah, like which is great. shouting at someone on the street, just like, like berating like, them. Like just someone's dad yelling at mm. you that's not your dad. Yeah, yeah, in know. front of everyone and you just don't know what doing. Like, Nothing know, worse, eh? Nothing okay, worse. I'll fix it. I'll, I'll be better. I'll be better. Yeah, there won't be any break dancing from Razor Robinson this week. So he'll be uh, getting the boys up and about for that game. So those are the ones to look forward to. Of course, they are all on Stan Sport. There's a bit of Japanese finals happening now. The top league moves into the start of the playoff rounds, which is good. There's as much footy as you could possibly want. Get around it. Enjoy the weekend ahead. And I look forward to joining you in a few days time to wrap up the next week of footy thanks for tuning in as always this week it's been a real pleasure until next time my name is Errol Parker thank you for listening good night <laughs>